Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Introducing the new HyperX Cloud Stinger 2. The Stinger 2 is a refined evolution of the classic Cloud Stinger and keeps the fan favorite 90 degree rotating ear cups, comfortable memory foam cushions, and the swivel to mute microphone. It also features two years of DTS Headphone X activation for upgraded sound localization, all while keeping the great price of the original Stinger. That's right, get the new Cloud Stinger 2 for only 50 bucks. Now isn't that nice? Available online at Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, and of course, HyperX.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this season, we're playing through The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, originally out for the Nintendo Wii, also available on the Nintendo Wii, Wii U, and Nintendo Switch via the HD version. All the important In our last ones. episode, we finished the Earth Temple. We went around a little bit if you wanted to collect a couple things that you hadn't before. But really what we're doing is we're sticking that slab in there. Now, up to this point, we have been chasing down Zelda, who is currently being accompanied by a mysterious character. Uh, Tegan, you are on here because you're the lore expert. Is there anything that we need to, like, get caught up on here? Anything that we've missed so far that you want to you wanna catch us up with? Oh, um, so we... <laughs> <laughs> so I know at the end of the last two temples, we did discuss that um, these locations do line up perfectly with the springs at um on the breath of the wild map which is very exciting right <laughs> yes um, so the only thing that we're missing at this point other than the fact that like as seen in the last trailer which we we all talked about already um like the sky islands will be coming back and i would expect them to be about as populated as these ones up here there's gonna be some like weird stuff mm. but i don't think there's gonna be like a ton necessarily oh that's disappointing yeah, well, <laughs> well i mean yeah I... but like but like just lots and lots and lots, lots of, them. of them i mean so they'll probably be populated but in ways that we're not necessarily expecting less like people more like stuff if that makes sense more robot friends, maybe. Or maybe. Ooh, Ooh. I, do I can like only hope. I like robot friends. 
So we put that slab in. It opens a new pillar of light in the clouds. We we, we return the slab, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we can go down there into the Laneru Desert. It's like, oh, hey, the the we've seen the fire and the forest area, and this is like the 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 blue goddess. So this is the water area, but it's a desert. Oh my goodness! It's a desert. Oh no, what happened? Yeah, climate change. Yes. Happened. That's right. Actually, yes, yes, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. Yes, and does say Sahara, Sahara used to be green, so, yeah. Now, I did want to point out, too, so if you look on your menu, you can see the things that we've collected. Now, with this, we have a complete little square of items that we've been co- collecting. But on your menu, uh, we also have, you, you can clearly see, it's weird that the way they did this, I feel like you could have left this part blank until it became uh, a necessary item but there's clearly a harp and there are five sheets surrounding the harp which (laughs) tell us that we're going to get songs at Mm. some point well obviously and then we also you know you're going to get songs this is and not every single one gives you songs not every single one okay that's not that's not a since when uh well like twilight princess didn't have songs like Ooh. we interact, yeah, we we went, up, but we never we like sang a song. But that wasn't a collectible thing. We didn't like have that. We went up to the thing and like played the sounds at that time. We didn't learn a song necessarily from that. Um, no, no, uh, fair. I, I I'm not convinced beyond a reasonable doubt. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's fine. We'll we'll move on. Uh, but we also see the three goddess shapes surrounding our sword over on the left so there's also going to be three of those there's also a crystal thing in the top right so we still have a lot of other things to collect now this like made it feel like we've we completed this we have the map there's still a lot more things to go and i just wanted to bring that up because i looked on the i looked on the menu which i don't do very often um i think for the most part you can get by without ever going into the menu you can usually just go if you want to go into your map maybe but that's it everything else look yeah um i i was i was messing around the menu because uh we got that medallion that increased uh drops and i have no idea what happened to it or where it went your girlfriend has it uh, i i nope she's she's got nothing I have nothing in storage at all um and i just like "I, i want that thing and yeah, no, don't know where it is. It's you. It's either in your pocket right now, or your girlfriend has it. Those are the only two but places. I don't that know it goes. what my what what pocket it could be in. I I have uh, my adventure pouch is full, and the my my bank is empty. If your adventure pouch was full, go back to your girlfriend and scroll down. I, I guarantee you, it's <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> I scrolled so much it beeped at me to be like, dude, <laughs> nothing's happening. Get out of here. You probably needed to take something, if your adventure pouch is full, I'm guessing you needed to take something out of your adventure pouch first to go down to the bottom screen for the storage. I think she, I think she pawned it, but. She wouldn't do that to you. She loves you. Maybe. I mean, we didn't, we didn't know each other very well back then. (laughs) Maybe loves you. Love is a fickle beast. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, let's get into the Lanayru Desert here. We get into here and Fi does tell us. This used to be a lush, uh, you know, land here, and now, due to 
climate change, basically, uh, or whatever, whatever happened here. Over time, it dried out and just became this dead desert. Um, it was Goron-made climate change. <laughs> all those, all those emissions they're, that they put out eating those. Yeah, rocks. they were trying to make more rocks, so they caused more uh, volcanic eruptions. You know, yeah, you no, know, cycle of life. You know, we get into this area, and one of the things that you can come across is this tiny little, cute-looking stone thing that is just like oh, yeah. dead. And Phi brings up after you look at it of just like um, that thing broken. And I cannot tell what it says. Yeah, it's been broken for many years, and I cannot tell what it's saying. So we're we're left with that I, for a little bit. I as soon as I saw that thing, I remembered exactly where I was, and was just like, "Oh, oh, this is gonna be good." I remember, I remember, yeah, I I was very excited when I saw that guy. I was telling Tegan before we were recording, I really enjoyed this part of the game. I still think there's a big issue with how you control Link in this game. <laughs> but in terms of the exploring things in here and finding all these little side things to to get rupees and all that. Also, I kept jumping back and forth. I kept going back up in the sky. Like every time I would find like a block, uh, a goddess cube and send it up, I would immediately mm. go up in the sky find that and then also like look around at a couple other things that's where i got to do like a mini game where i carried a stack of pumpkins which was i did that it was annoying because you just sort of had to figure out a technique of just sort of like circling by like kind of moving forward and as you're doing it, it. awful <laughs> until i figured out the trick did, did anyone else figure out the trick to that what's what or, was your trick oh if if you uh the way to get it to like moved because I was stuck. Um, because you can't like t- like rotate yourself, can you? Can you rotate Link no, at all? You can't rotate. You have okay. To go, you can only go back and forth, uh, forward and backwards. And left, you get like yeah, tank controls, but no turning. Right. The tank turning is broken. <laughs> um, but the like if I I was getting stuck. In one spot because I'm like I can't move too far because then then I have to like overcorrect and come back. But if you like sort of tap to the direction you don't want to go, the pumpkins just slowly start falling that way, and so you can take big leftward movements and then just stop, tap to the right, let them shift themselves back over, and then then do it again. Um, it was it was annoying to figure out, but yeah. So the old technique that I used to do on the Wii um, is I'd set my Wiimote down so it was perfectly flat, and then I would move. Okay. Was there um, motion involved in this at all? A little bit was... of motion. If you, like, wiggled yourself, it got kind of weird, so I would put it down, huh. and then I would just move very, very, like, inch that th- the actual, like, <laughs> Wiim- the, um the nunchuck forward a little bit at a time but it wasn't like it wasn't (laughs) super bad and in the switch version they took whatever the weird wiggle was from the wiimote out completely which was nice okay um okay but also i just used the button controls and i just went walk 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 done (laughs) (laughs) i i did the first run i tried this twice 
Uh, and the first one, I immediately dropped all the pumpkins because I was like trying to tilt with the Wiimote around and nothing happened. I'm just like, Link, Link, do something good. <laughs> yeah. Um, BC, I, I was trying to read your face here when I was talking about me enjoying the section. Uh, how, how has it been for you? This section of the game, while I, I think the little robot guys are super cute and <laughs> they do some interesting stuff with exploration, controlling this entire section was a nightmare hmm. uh, no, for this me. This isn't even the biggest nightmare so. in this game. Oh, don't tell him that. He's going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't at the biggest nightmare in the game. It's coming, and it also happens in this location, but... <laughs> Yeah, okay. I don't think I actually got to that point then. Um, I I never made it back I here. just hate the quicksand yeah. aspect, and I hate... Um, we, we can get to it, but there's an enemy... Like, the enemies here are all electrified. Mm-hmm. Or most of the enemies here are electrified, and it's dumb because you basically are fighting the same Bacoblins you've been fighting forever, Except you have to do it slow now because you get shot. So here's <laughs> And it's not any it's not any more fun. It just takes longer. Here mm-hmm. I played this whole section like I was solid snake, except instead of doing a chokehold on enemies, I just like slashed them like crazy and knocked them over oh, and yeah. then did the deadly strike. Like I did not get shocked once by any of these guys. I was I was looking around every uh, corner and just being like, there you are. <laughs> and then just like knock them over and then just like move on. Like it was so frantic, I but I loved it in the end. I I can't say that I didn't get shocked by these guys, but I can say that like I treated this like like I was Batman. Like I just jumped in out of nowhere and just went like yeah, I, like I snuck up behind. Well, I don't know if snuck up. I I charged in when they weren't looking, uh, or jumped down from on high and and tried to kill them that way as many times as possible. Yeah, yeah. If you catch them off guard, they are it, it's fine. But if you actually do have to fight them, or let alone fight two at the same time, oh god, no, it's not fun. There are also enemies that aren't even really enemies. They're just things you interact with that are electrified for no reason. So we'll get to it when we get to those puzzles, but there, there is an enemy <laughs> that like you can pick up and throw around and you need to, you need to move it around and there's an easy way to do it. But until I figured out that yeah. easy way, I was like, why do I have to throw this object every three seconds? Otherwise I get shocked especially when it's so hard to aim and We'll throw. get to something later where I wasted even more time, but I still ended up loving oh, this I, section. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. So we get into the desert here, and uh, we we come across these mine carts that are all rusted over, and they do have these paths, and the first few that we see, we do have to like push along to drop down to an area to be able to get us back up. Uh, eventually, we do find a key element of this area and that are these that is the time stones we we uncover them where we blow up some rock here and then there's this like or no i think the first no the first one we come across we just go into a room and it's just sitting there and then when you hit it 
it does this ring around it that turns everything all nice and then the robots are alive mm-hmm. again and i love that when you talk to the robots they're just like leave me alone i'm working get out of my way they're like sorry i'm i they're like sorry i'm busy Zert. <laughs> They're yeah. <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah. They're either they they're either like uh you I'm too busy. Um what are you even doing in here? They they uh they basically act like a like a person who works like in, in the kitchen of a restaurant like anytime any customer like makes their way into the back of house mm-hmm. like they're just like, yeah, you need to get out of here before you get hurt. Um, I don't even know what you're doing here. Uh, I have someone you could talk to right now, but not here. Go this way. Uh, like, basically, they're just, they belittle you immediately. Um, yeah, we we come across another creature in here, too. And this is this is one that BC was talking about. Um, and it's the, they just call him the, um, what do they call him here? We're talking about the the Ampelus, and these are electric. Um, I don't know what to call these things. The hermit crabs from Hex. Yeah. So we're we're we come across these creatures called the the Ampelus, which are these like hermit crabs that when they see you, they will go into their shell and then electrify themselves and just roll at you. And it is we don't have like a dodge mechanic in this where even if you try to run in a different direction they will just like hit you and knock you over so when i I guess what i did say i didn't get shocked i didn't get shocked by any of the bacoblins i got shocked by these guys quite a few times Mm. yeah (laughs) you get 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 knocked into quicksand or get knocked shocked into the quicksand once and and that's you know knocked and shocked you're you're down like (laughs) Uh, that's it but and then yeah, that these guys were annoying to manipulate, and yeah, that is the we have to at times get them into a spot before dispatching them. Hopefully, the only they're only vulnerable part of the time, and hopefully you time it up just right because I was using bombs. Yeah, if you get them to run into something, uh, you can hit them with your sword when when they're stunned. If you use your slingshot, you can stun them as well, but that just makes them, like, dazed. You can't jump mm-hmm. on them. Uh, we have to use them as platforms in the sand a lot of times. Some, yes, uh, yeah. Sometimes the sand is moving, and we have to sit on it as it coasts by, and you need to, like, time it because eventually those things will just disappear too. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's something you have to— and Don't accidentally— Well, I say don't accidentally pull out your beetle and then shoot it twice trying to put the— thing away so you can jump and catch back up to the shell yeah or don't use don't your do beetle and see out of the corner of the screen while you're flying around it starts to disappear and your link sinking into the sand where i'm just like <laughs> oh no oh no he's dying <laughs> i forgot about me i abandoned myself <laughs> <laughs> yep as brian said it it's somewhat annoying because even if you if you stand on a ledge, which ledges are these things' worst enemy, um, if you stand on a ledge and they run into it, there's not enough time to appropriately like throw a bomb. And since the bombs don't cook mm-hmm. until they leave your hands, yes, uh, you you kind of get into this thing where, for some of them, I would get them to run into a ledge, 
have to run into the stand, stab them as fast as I could, then run back to the ledge that, and yeah. like repeat. That's the issue because when 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 they roll into the ledge that you're standing on, they bounce too far back for you to like get them with your waggle um f- without getting into the sand. Okay, well, you 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 did figure out that that's not what you were even supposed to be doing, right? Well, s- some of the times yeah, I need to. Yeah, I mean, to. later there's ways to yes, do it. Yes, but, but that's a, like the the areas where they are on quicksand with the with the like the 3-inch ledge in front of you, they I don't they, I don't believe the game ever intended you to actually be able to reach them. The only time you should really be using your sword on them is when you're on like a hard surface and they're rolling against you. I think there's other areas yeah. which we'll get to it here in a minute. They designed it so that you would use this upgrade that we're going to get here in a minute to to stun them that way. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, oh, Ian and, and I've 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 gone around it enough. We do come across an area where uh, we help out one of the robots. <laughs> We we open up the the time little crystal thing and it does bring the the bones of a bacoblin back to life, and I love the fact that if you knock them out of that ring sumo style, they turn right back into a bag of bones, and it's like you just killed mm-hmm. them anyway. It treats it as if it's like, oh yeah, you you cleared all the enemies out of here, even if it's just he's his bones are just right outside of the ring here. I love yeah, like if you throw a bomb behind them and they freak out and run, and then suddenly you just see two of them just evaporate. <laughs> oh, that's it's awesome! So I didn't do skeletons. that. It's so satisfying. Oh, that's great. I see. I, see, I stood at the edge uh, on the outside of the time shift, and they stood at the very bare, like at the edge of it too, just staring at me like I can't go out there. And I'm like, I know. I'm just gonna chuck bombs at you. Hey. Hey, Brian. We all we all do it differently. Do <laughs> do. Uh, when we do help this robot out, he does give us an upgrade to our beetle, and it gives that big old beetle a big old mouth. And with that big old mouth, we can pick up items, which made me love the beetle even more now. I want a full suite of beetle upgrades. I want. New colors and paint jobs. Hey, I've got. Hey, like, guess what? You can do that. Not not to the extent that you're talking about, but if you go back up to the to the sky, you can upgrade the beetle twice, mm-hmm. and eventually it becomes this like it it changes the color of it. It's like a shinier gold uh, when you do the whole thing, which I immediately went and did, and I love being able to upgrade your items in here. I love it. I love it so much. It's so cool. I just. I don't have any monster claws, so uh, I can't really do anything yet. I had plenty. I need to go find my note. I, I've got a notebook around here somewhere. Uh, I keep meaning to grab it before we record because it's got like uh, location charts for uh, every item and and or not item drop in this game that I made when I was playing through this game back in the day, and uh, just like. All done. It's still in. It's in pencil. It hasn't. It's not gone yet. But <laughs> yeah, it's like I have a bunch of crap in there. I need to go look at. But yeah, you can upgrade the speed of the beetle. So I've got a speed boost on it now, and it also cool. just lasts. Want that. It lasts longer too. So I can go. I can go further out with it now. Um, is it? Is it a button press to speed that beetle up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. 
I was like, you gotta like stab the air. No, I don't want to do that. But with this upgrade, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to see what other new things we can do with this beetle upgrade. Hi, it's me, Jeremy Parrish, co-host of the Retronauts podcast, the only video game history podcast that's been around so long, it's also a part of video game history. Every week, one of the motley rabble who hosts this show leads a deep dive into the past, whether it's to break down a classic franchise, learn more about a timeless game from its creator, or just wallow in nostalgia. Relive history with Retronauts, here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Tiffy and Brian here to announce that HyperX has a special deal for all of the Chat of the Wild listeners. All of them? All of them. If any one of them have had their eye on any of the pink variants of HyperX gear, they can save 15% off during the month of October by using code HXPN over at HyperX.com. All the all pink. The pink. All of the pink for the people. Get yourself an elegant white and cloud 2 or a metallic pink alloy origin 60 <laughs> or any of the other pink peripherals on the site once again head over to hyperx.com to get 50% off all pink peripherals gaming products with code all caps <laughs> hxpn Hey everybody, my name's Tegan Somerset. I'm Rocky Hardy. And I'm Brian Cartwright. And we are Impossible Coin, a podcast about video games. Join us every other week as we discuss gaming news. Did you know he tried to smuggle $100,000 across the Canadian border? Genre differences. Sometimes it's your turn to press the button, and sometimes it's your turn to block. And deep lore. I have spent so long on this, Brian, you can't do this to me. We will sell you nothing and solve none of your problems, but we sure are fun. Impossible Coin. A podcast about video games. See you on Thursdays. Thursdays. <laughs> Take a time machine back to before the world went to hell around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. If you're cool enough, join us and listen to Less Than 2000. Because that's all we talk about. Adam and Chad live Less Than 2000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. So we're back. We've got a, sh- a shiny new beetle upgrade for ours, for our little beetle friend. And with this, we can pick up bombs. And the key thing now is that you can pick up a bomb and you can go into this mode, which is, it was weird at first for me. And this is using the motion controls where when you're flying, if you hold down the left trigger, it does an above head view and then you do the right trigger to drop it. Is that is that about the same on the button controls as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. It was weird at first, but I grew to like actually really enjoy doing just the mechanic of being like, okay, there's some enemies over here. There's this new bird creature that if it sees you, it'll fly above you and drop boulders on you from its <sighs> mouth. Um, and it it like pukes up the boulder. Yes. <laughs> it like had it in its stomach. And then it put it like pelican style in its, its in its beak, yeah. and then drops it down. Well, they keep the you know birds keep gravel in their. Uh, they keep whole uh, boulders in their in their stomach. Yeah, you know to yeah, grind little, up food. Yeah, in their gizzard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in this world, yeah. <laughs> Read a book. 
In this world, all people are soul-bound to a giant bird, so why not? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Why not? But we also do come across these uh, walls that have a basket on them where you're supposed to drop bombs in there, which is something we've seen in previous Zelda games. I want to say Twilight Princess Mm -hmm. had these as well. That was Wind Waker. Was it Wind Waker? Um, Yeah. But, like, not very many of them. This has a lot, but also, considering now that we can freely pull out a bomb, go into toss mode, see the exact arc that it's going to go in, um, pretty nice, and get it lined up just perfectly is great. That was always an issue with the mm. with Wind Waker is you'd be tossing them, and then you were just like, okay, you had to just learn to toss and like figure out what the arc is yourself. <laughs> and I think at that point. Like the first time they make you do it, you're you're grabbing bomb flowers for that section too. <laughs> so you're like, right, right gotta run gotta back over that. here. Yeah. It's on fire now. I gotta run back over here. Hopefully, I sink this shot. We did have an area earlier yeah. I meant to bring up, and that was uh, it was another area where we needed to hit a time stone. And there's a long hallway of sand that I believe you were supposed to bowl the bombs down, right? Yes. Um. Y- yeah. Did you have some issues with your your angles, BC? You were complaining about before with the, like you couldn't, or well, like your issue was that you couldn't ever curve it, right? Is that what the issue was for you? No, I could curve it. It just doesn't curve in the way what you see on screen is not okay. the actual curve you get, right? So I, I, I've come to terms with it, but it's it's just looks ridiculous <laughs> because you see this hooked like curveball on the screen, and then it doesn't do anything near that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, gentler. it's more like like, yeah, it, it's more like the oeuvre of the curve that you're <laughs> going to do. Uh, so yeah, we had one of those. I had a lot of issues with that because with the motion controls, I would like try to make a straight shot as straight as possible, but then the motion of flicking it to throw it would curve it. And so I had to figure it out where I was like, I, I eventually got the technique down of a good it's little too flick. Accurate. Well, you had, if, if you were too slow, this is, this is like flashbacks of learning how to play Wii bowling all over again Yeah, of like letting go at the right time and doing the proper flick for it. And, you know, the first few times you play that game, you keep, you know, chucking the ball behind you, making everyone jump in the air. Literally when you said what you started you were like, when if you go too slow, and in the back of my like in my lizard brain, I just heard "Wow!" Like a whole room of people, <laughs> a whole room of me's yelling "Wow!" So yeah, I feel you. Yeah, uh, I, I I had it where I was trying the second one because I I wanted to, or I missed or something. I don't know. And uh, I kept throwing the first one. I rolled just fine. The second one, I kept bringing my sword out because I was throwing it too hard. And so apparently, you can. Bring your sword out of a bomb throw. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Uh, the the main area that we get to here is called the Temple of Time. And Tegan, I need you to ex- yeah. I need you to explain it, some things here. Uh huh. Yeah, it sure is called the Temple oh. of Time. Wow, look at that. But the temple <laughs> there, there, there was one thing earlier is the is the the robot who fixed our little beetle buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, belittled us by saying, oh, you have a really old model. Let me fix that up. And I was like, holy crap, the time shift 
time period isn't even the old, old time period. So there's even more older stuff than those guys. Sorry, that's all. Tegan, I'm very intrigued. Uh-huh. It sure is the Temple of Time. Next question. <laughs> what? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, to be fair, we do not see the Temple of Time. We do not see the Temple of Time. That is correct. No. We will not see the Temple of Time until later in this section. Well, not this section for this show, but later in the section for the next show. In this this biome. Yeah, Yeah. when there are things that happen, but we can't talk about them yet. Biome. It sure Um, is the Temple of Time, though. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can tell you. Those are words on the screen. We run into our Goron friend, and he was talking about how he he does make a joke where he's just like, "Oh wow, you show up everywhere, don't you?" But I guess I'm not one to talk because I'm here too. Uh, and yeah, he mentions about how he saw Zelda and the mysterious creature or mysterious person with them, and they went through there, but then there was an explosion that messed up the entrance here and so we can't go through this way now uh he was like man wouldn't it be real nifty if you know we could see over that you know rubble or whatever and so i was like oh yeah the game is telling me to pull out the beetle and and go check it out and as soon as you get like past the halfway point of the wall it's like weep, 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 weep. like yeah you no. can go up like 15 feet with the beetle and that's like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> range. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, game. I I guess I called your bluff. Uh, this gives us, this leads us into this big open area here, which I, I just, I love this, this place for a number of reasons. We get into here and there is just the, the quicksand all over the place that we have to, we have to constantly run over, which was annoying at first. Um, and mm. I would argue it's still annoying. It's just they gave they gave us ways to not have to run through it <laughs> eventually. Yeah, eventually they're like, hey, look. look. Look at this cool part of this map. Yeah, so we spend some time in this area trying to navigate through here, and we eventually find another robot that when we reactivate him, he's in front of the mine cart that we have, um, <laughs> and you have to like get out. Like You'll get in the mine cart, and it just won't move because he's in front of it. And they make it so you have mm-hmm. to talk to him. And he mentions, he was like, wow, your map looks weird. Let me go ahead and fix this for you. And he gives us an updated map that shows the structures. And then this yeah. this eventually leads into a, a part where we go run back to the sand. And we get to an area where we should be sinking, but we're not. And Phi shows up and tells us, actually, if you look in the map, you are standing on a solid structure. It's just broken right now. I am 95% positive (laughs) that you're on a part of the sand that won't eat you. You could just say you're positive. Like, I mean, if it's like above 50%, you're positive, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... Beyond a reasonable doubt. (laughs) Not necessarily sure beyond a reasonable doubt, but quite confident. I can say with confidence that (laughs) probably... (laughs) 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 <laughs> the thing that struck me about Fi right here is that she tells you when you get into this area, she makes this whole thing about, oh, there's uh, sinking sand here. You know, danger just went up 30%. Pay attention. It's like, we we literally just walked through all this sand. Yeah. Like, we literally <laughs> we just did. ran through yes. quicksand five I, minutes ago. I thought the way, the way it was phrased, the way Bill wrote it, uh, it was weird because 
I thought I thought she was saying that there was more dangerous, like there was another level of danger sand that was going to be encountered in this area, and I just never saw the 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 same because it wasn't. Yeah, I, I was very confused. Again, it's too wor- it's too worded, right? There's a, like she's she's saying too much and throwing numbers in that it's just like you know we we can talk about like oh Girahim is is top tier villain and this has like some amazing puzzles in it and we're going to have some like cool bosses and everything Fi is the worst companion in my opinion she is the worst <laughs> companion um she doesn't get better like no BC Brian yeah. listeners I don't think Fi is the worst companion I think Okay who's the worst who's the worst I think she's the least helpful companion she has so much information though she has so much information (laughs) and none of it is useful and if you just treat her like an old computer and you're like there there windows you're telling me i should smack her (laughs) no just pat her her nicely on her head and say good job and then ignore everything that she thinks and just access the internet like a regular human you know she's She's not even Clippy. She's like one of the alternate ones that you could pick if you were sick of staring at Clippy. Tegan, we can't we can't move on until you tell me who's a worse who's a worse companion. The worst, my least, my oh. personal least favorite companion um, was Tattle, and it's because Tattle was mean. I didn't like Tattle. I liked I liked Tattle's story. Tattle. Tattle's. Tattle wanted to be Navi. Wanted to be Navi so mm. bad, and I liked Navi. And then I had I, I had love discount Navi. Navi with an attitude, and I did not like it. <laughs> That's a personal. Yeah, we got we. The the world's gonna end in three days, and everyone's sad, and you're you've got this edge lord fairy over your shoulder, and like, yeah, this is gonna be the Get best game together, ever. Get back together, ten year old. Let's go. Like, come on, man. Give me a break. <laughs> I maybe died and now I'm here. <laughs> I just want to find my friend and my horse. That's my life story. Uh, to be fair, to be fair in the canon of the sh- of of the podcast Tiffy is Tattle, so yeah. Um I kind of have to like Tattle. Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. Have a good day. <laughs> so I'm- I I do like that Fee will occasionally and multiple times in an hour pop up and say, "A report master. I farted." <laughs> so there's I that like at it least when, it goes, when uh fee pops up is like if you need help let me know and i'm like okay what advice do you have and it's like i have no advice for you at this time and i'm like great <laughs> continue you should murder more of this creature and i'll going. tell you more <laughs> the more the more organs i have to look at the more i'll know about these lazalfos right. so uh kill 20 more the of more them and then i can tell you how to kill them <laughs> i have yeah. to <laughs> Master, I require a blood sacrifice to provide you with more forbidden knowledge. Just, just. It would make uh, it so much more better. It would make it, her character so much better that way, right? Like, if if she instructed you to set your sword down in a pool of blood after every fight, yes, I would be here for it. And then she would go, mm, "Delicious." Yeah, yeah. Like it would all just suck up. I. She'd be like, there's a 25% chance that this blood is scrumptious. <laughs> and, and I would like positive. it for her to say, mm, delicious, next question. <laughs> just ignore everything. <laughs> I just think of Fee as someone who is sitting here just like, I have a question. And she's like, great, so do I. 
let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. See, it, I hate Phi because she treats us like we're idiots. We are idiots. Yeah. We, when Might we, I well, postulate we are idiots? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's fun? <laughs> I just got the heart on my dowsing meter, like, just earlier when I was finishing. Oh, yeah, that is tight. Because, uh, because I had yet to push the fee blasting button whenever I get like low on health. It happens every time, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm low on health. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you right now. And uh, so apparently, I should have done that at some point so I could douse for hearts because now I can douse for hearts. Even though the first time I tried to douse for him, I pointed it at a bush. And I figured, oh, maybe if it's like a jar or a bush with a heart in it, it'll let me know. And it didn't do anything, so I cut it open, and it had a heart in it. And I was like, I'm never going to use this. <laughs> <laughs> the the reason, like, a perfect example of why I don't like her and she, like, she's treating us like we're idiots is because when we first come across that time stone... We talk to one creature, and then she's immediately like, oh, I have surmised that we have gone back in time. And I'm just like, okay, like, why are you, you're just immediately telling me this? Like, it would have been more interesting. Like, they could have done something where she was confused constantly. She didn't understand what was going on. That would have been cool. And you pieced it together. But instead, you talk to one of the robots, and then she's immediately like, oh, we've gone back in time. And I'm just like, okay. Cool. I am the ex machina. It's amazing. <laughs> Let me tell you what's happening. It's amazing what happens when you're the first hero. <laughs> if this was the very first she game, she's the first if this hero. This was clearly. the first game that ever came out, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, we've gone back in time now." You'd be like, "Oh sweet, I'm gonna go back in time so much in this series," and then you're gonna go back in time mm-hmm. in two other video games. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think uh, I, I I just think she was waiting like right over your shoulder the entire time because she was so excited to be like, "Do you know when we are?" Well, like, yeah, she know. she is over yeah. our shoulder. She's right on our back here. It's just like just like ooh, I get to say when are we? <laughs> also, know, like people whatever. can see Fee. You know, she like pops out of the sword. And people look at her and they like, get huh. scared. Yeah, yeah, that's. Sure, dude. Whatever. <laughs> so, getting back to the game, uh, yeah. we, when we're in this area here, I see. I did so much exploring that I found two of the three devices that we're supposed to find before I had any idea what these things were. Where I come across one of these, and a robot is you, there. When you you turn it back in time, a robot <laughs> is next to it, and it says. Don't touch this device. And I immediately Don't jam my that. I immediately jam my sword into there and turn the thing and I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Anyways, I'm gonna keep exploring. And then I found <laughs> another one. I was like, all right, gonna do this again here. Uh-huh. And then eventually I find the main area and then Fi's like, let me go ahead and turn on dowsing for you so you can find this. He's like, no, I'm like, no, don't make, <laughs> don't douse. Stop it. I have been. Go away. Free, I've been freely exploring and having my own great adventure right now. And you're bringing your stupid dowsing into this. I don't need it, Fi. I don't need it. I, I just realized that I could turn dowsing like off because I use the the that button to look around, you know, in first person mode. When I when I'm trying to like look for stuff, 
And but every time uh, I just didn't realize I could turn the Zelda thing off because it's just like Zelda's over here, Zelda's over here. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm just like getting a lay of the land. Just chill out, sword. But yeah, so now that doesn't do that, and I'm okay with that. They sort of revamped the dowsing hmm. uh, in Breath of the Wild. If you think about the alert on your Sheikah slate, that lets you know mm-hmm. when stuff was nearby. Yes, uh, that's that's fine. Like, yeah, so I think they learned from how the dowsing worked mm-hmm. in this game, and then like implemented it in a cleaner way next time around. Mm. That makes sense. But it's funny that that thing still pisses you off from time to time too. So it it is a true. Its spirit is still there. So my favorite thing is when I'm standing on top of a shrine. Like there's a shrine in a cave, and I'm like on a mountain. I'm like, where is it? I am right here. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. That one all the way up at the north end that's inside a mountain. I spent two hours climbing the outside of the. Mm. Anyways, back to this game. God, I love that game. Uh, yes, it's, a, it's an Breath amazing game. Wild. Um, you can. You can do it anytime. I killed a Lionel today. Good job. It was fun. So what happens is that we find this, it's, it's, it's basically like a, what do you call these? It's like a lock that would be on a safe, right? Where there are the, there's this knob to turn and we have to find the three activation points on this map. Two of those points are earth, wind, and fire. Two of those points are inside of these buildings that BC had mentioned before. We come across the, the ampelices in here. And when we turn them, uh, the the time stuff back, they turn into little larva balls. And these little larva balls will regularly electrify themselves. I don't feel like I got a good idea of the tempo of, like, when they're going to do it. But I could hear, like, a noise beforehand. They make a noise just before they're going to do it. Um, Yeah. And what I... They usually look at you, too, for a second. Like, pop their eye out and be like... I hate you. Yeah. And then like their eye goes away and they shock. Um, the, in these rooms, there is a, a pressure switch at the end, which I was just so focused on being like, Oh, right. I need to get something on that pressure switch. So I threw one of them onto there and it wasn't enough. So then I grabbed one of the barrels at the front and I slowly walked it <laughs> all the way to the end, to the pressure switch <laughs> and put it down and it didn't move. And I was like, why is this not moving at all? Why isn't the pressure switch going down? I then did another barrel because I was like, maybe there are not, maybe this barrel doesn't weigh enough. So I wasted a lot of time mm-hmm. on something. You should do the uh, the old technique of standing on the switch uh, as you put the barrel down, and then that would have uh, well, that would have shown you that it goes down. I mean, well, I knew it went down. I was just like, I don't know. I needed to, in my mind, you put push the switch down to open the door, and I didn't have enough weight on Oh, I did so it. much unnecessary stuff here. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I at least, I, I knew from the, the get-go, because I had seen the little balls, and I saw the little gate. I was like, oh, we, you gotta throw them in there. They, they're electrified. This needs electricity. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah, you know that big brain moment where you're like, "Aha! I've solved mm-hmm. your riddle." But yeah, you can pick these guys up and you can throw them like bombs, but you can only hold them for a few seconds before they electrocute you. And so you could pick them up and throw them, which I also did, BC, on one of the rooms where you eventually set a uh, uh, you move a block down to give yourself like steps over to the like left side of the building, and I was throwing it up on each of those ledges to try to get it across there. And then I was like, wait a, mm-hmm. wait a second. 
What am I doing? This is stupid. I did one of those. Uh, I also played hockey with one of them because yeah. I thought I couldn't. I didn't even know I could pick it up. So I was like just slashing it around with my sword, moving it, you know, moved it around that way. Uh, the first one, I thought I had to get both of them there. The first one, I thought I had to kill the crab shrimp buddy uh, right above the switch. And so I got yep. I spent yep. a, a good few minutes getting him just dead to rights above where it would be and then turned around and slingshotted the the stone in time and i thought i was going to be rewarded with jingly noises and i was not so then i went and got the second one cuz i thought that would be the jingly noise i mean tegan you ju- you have done this enough you just went in there and knew exactly what was going on right? i went in i assessed the situation and i said aha <laughs> and then I went, wait a minute. And then I double checked in my game guide and I went, aha, I was correct. And then I did it. <laughs> I mean, using the beetle here is pretty cool. It is very fun. Yeah. <laughs> Once you figure it out. This, this, this room. These... So I, the, the first room was the one without the one without the giant pit. It was super easy to just get the, get the sphere uh, I forget, but the, the amp, the whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. into the little slot. So it, w- it was no big deal because you just had to like roll it, you know, 10 feet or whatever. And take but out some electric one, I was doing... bacoblins, I think. Yeah. And I just killed the bacoblins before I tried. Right. Which made yeah. It I'd like clear the room out first. The second one I was doing what you were doing, Jeremy, where I was throwing it up those steps. <laughs> Uh, and the first time I got it almost up there and realized that there I couldn't make the, the last gap. So I had to go back and then go across the room. And then that was the point where I was like out of bombs and there was only one of those dudes left. They, like I had to like ride one of the, the shells across the, the pit. Mm-hmm. So I was stabbing him running back to the platform, waiting for him to hit it again, then stabbing him. I get to the other side. I'm tossing it up those each level, and I'm actively thinking, there is no way that this is the intended method for me to do this. <laughs> if this is the intended method for this section of the game, I'm going to quit. I, uh, I love and it. I love that I was talking about how I don't like Five because she treats us like an idiot, and then we spend 10 minutes talking about how we did something wrong in a room mm-hmm. <laughs> we couldn't figure out what and to she do. had nothing to say about <laughs> she it was just like mm-hmm, it seems like you're having a problem here mm, but you don't want that. me you don't want me around do yeah, you huh this is, mm. she's the- like sitting there behind you tapping away on her chica smartphone just like well i could mm-hmm. help you out but i won't <laughs> uh, yeah so i i did use five well i think i tried to use five on these the first time but i don't think i held the button down when i called her so she just popped up with a normal menu. And then the second time I tried, she actually said, hey, yeah, this is the whatever. It's the baby form. It can still electrocute you. You can hit it with your sword or carry it with the beetle. And it's like, you told me that there was quicksand five minutes after I knew there was quicksand. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't tell me that I could pick up this beetle. Yeah. She told us about or the... Pick up, pick up the uh, the tumbleweed. She was like, hey, just yes. so you know, that's a bug. 
that that's well, an insect is, just so you know it's, yeah it's dumb because yeah those things roll by you and then she has to, she, we did need that explained to be like yeah, yeah you pick up i with saw that because i was like I, I pulled my sword out and i was like oh i'm gonna get some hearts or something and and then she was like by the way that counts as collectible the like oh okay is the those are bugs of my existence i hate tumbleweeds i hate them so much like, oh gotta Where's my net? Uh, Where's my gone. <laughs> wait, wait. You hate tumbleweed in real life so much or in just this in game, this game? In this game, they are nightmares. They appear and then vanish into the darkness. And all while I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to get my stupid net out. And I'm just like, well. And then I'm chasing after this thing. And I'm waving my net back and forth like a crazy person. And I still can't get the dang tumbleweed. I need like nine of these guys. Oh no! I need. Can that we talk many? about how you're swinging your net and swinging your sword is the same control? Yeah. So that if you, I don't know, swing your net and then do something, and then you try and catch a bug, you end up slashing it to death instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah the the fact that we only have one <laughs> item equipped at any time is just so bizarre. Considering like the the evolution of the Zelda games, where we could only have two things equipped at a time and one of them ha- w- would be a sword right like it, it started this series started off where you would sometimes have to choose between having a sword or having a shield and a bomb out or something like that and then well, we uh, links awakening well no but i mean the ridge or oh yeah okay sure yeah the original zelda yeah the original zelda you could have your sword and then do that right not till zelda 4 because you could take the sword off um because <laughs> Because Tezuka got his way, but yeah, then we just completely fell back, right? Like even even in the uh, in the Wii version of Sky of Twilight Princess, um, you could have you had what like three items because it was on the it was on the D pad, wasn't it for your items uh, on there? Uh, you could store one on the use item button, and then you had three in reserve on the d-pad i believe so you could like technically have four out right but in this one Um, now we can only have one item equipped it's like i appreciate that i appreciate that they've dealt with the twilight princess wheel of everything and and we don't have like a million things to pick from it's like it's like uh your golden eye inventory you're like yeah i've got like 80 guns in my pocket right now let me find the one i want uh but yeah the fact that to pull your item out is the same action as to pull the wheel out if you just hold it down a fraction of a second more um, and then I pull the wrong thing out and then I try and put it away. And I think the put away button is the opposite button of what I'm using. So I press the other button a and shoot my beetle off. Cause I'm trying to put it away and, and take my net back out. And yeah, it's, uh, it's cluttered and weird. Yeah. Sometimes you're just standing there and you shoot your beetle off and you don't even, don't even mean to. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to keep talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Got dig this hole right here. <laughs> how was uh how was New York City, BC? <laughs> so we we get all three of these and we can go back to the I mean we also I didn't realize when this happened on our map we can put down a bunch more beacons. She gave us a ton of waypoints. Yeah, she 
She told us. She told. She gave us five, which is still okay. laughable. Okay. Yeah, right. but now. But compared to the one we've had the entire game, this was this was like a a boon. Yeah, and we can use those <laughs> up in the sky too. So there's you know if you feel the oh, need cool. to mark things, but I mean there there's a couple places like there's a there's a there's still a mini game that we haven't unlocked that I did come across a thing that the guy running the mini game yeah, is looking for, but I, but I don't know how to interact with it yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't go back and 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 look for the right way to grab that. So yeah, but we go and get those icons. We can go back to the the lock mechanism. And the sequence that we need, if you you have to look at the map. Now, this I liked. I thought I figured it out immediately. I don't know, like, BC, was this, did you have to think about, like, what they were trying to get you to do with the, the, the code? Uh, I I got the first one just by chance, and then I got it wrong. Uh, mm. I got the second one wrong, and then Phi was like, Hey, it's the hey, hey, hey it corresponds to the thing. So I just pulled him up on the map, and I was like, "Okay, I got you." Cool. I counted the spokes to be like, "Is it a clock face?" It's a clock face. Okay. Yeah, I was able to just be like, "Okay, it's it's this is at three, this is at," or I was like, "This is yeah. at nine, this is at four, this is at 12. Four. Like I was just. Like, I was okay, like, I, I I was like, "Is that a four or a five? And then you get up to the machine, and there is no five. And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> crunch all the way to the side we do this and this giant cake of a temple comes out of the sand (laughs) (laughs) and this is uh where we're gonna wrap things up this is uh, the entrance to the lanayru mining facility this is our next temple well you know like the uh, they do bring the elevator up at the beginning of the shift and then it goes back down again so that makes sense uh so for the next episode we're gonna finish this temple some things are going to happen. I'm not going to get into it right now, but we are going to get a, a, a powerful cutscene that, that occurs after mm-hmm. this. So we're going to go ahead and watch that. Some things will happen. Go ahead and explore a bit more. Go and get some more collectibles, all that. If you got any other stones. Don't do anything important. Don't do anything important yet, because we'll do the important thing <laughs> later. But do all those things that I said before in whatever edit I go with, and we'll be back here and talk about it on Channel of the Wild. 